Hello and welcome to the Isolated 8 podcast. Um, before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to have a little chat about Instagram. So um, we had a ban on Instagram. Uh, we followed too many people too quickly. Uh, just trying to gain followers, it's it's the way it's normally done. Um, but if you overdo it and I had itchy trigger fingers, um, then you get a little ban. So it gave me time to have a look at the content that I was putting out and um, uniform it, tidy it up, make it a lot slicker. So uh, that's live now, up and ready to go. Um, go and give it a like, give it a follow, uh, share it if you could. And um, yeah, hopefully we can get a bit more traction from, from the Instagram. That's where I'm, I'm getting most of me guests from and things like that. So um, looking well on that side of things. Uh, just to reiterate, no more YouTube. The YouTube channel isn't going to be uploaded to anymore. Um, you know, with with the podcast app, with Spotify, you can go. And if we're talking about images of, of from a photographer, you can go and find that guy on Instagram and have a look through there. So uh, that's the reason we've stopped that. Um, on to this week's episode. So this week is episode number 19. And I brought back uh, another guest, uh, guest number one, Mindas. So Mindas is a good mate of mine. And I, I was originally just testing the equipment and testing the software, and we ended up having a decent enough chat that I released it as episode number one. Um, I wanted to bring Mindas back because at that time, COVID-19 was fairly new, um, and again, we were just testing the equipment that we didn't really talk too much about him and what he's about. So uh, I would sum Mindas up in one word as an entrepreneur. Um, he's always coming up with ideas of, of things that may work, You know, whether it's a business, whether it's a, uh, to help a community, things like that and his latest venture is smart chef app so smartchefapp.com uh, links you up with a lot of chefs who are out of work because of COVID-19, very talented chefs sat at home. Um, and we got a lot of people who were sat in their home wishing they could have the culinary delights of, of these chefs. So Mindas has found a way to bring you guys together. Um, really, really cool idea. Uh, so we talk a lot about that. And we talk about other other kind of ideas and businesses and, and things that he's had in the past. Um, you know, some of them have been very successful, some of them not as successful. And, and, and that's always the way with entrepreneurship. Um, and and we discuss kind of how easy it is nowadays or, or you know relatively cheap or even free to test out businesses and test out ideas um, and you know you don't have to have a whole load of investment uh, and the lessons that you're learning from that so a uh, really cool conversation uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did enjoy peace and actually one more thing um, halfway through I'd say about 30 minutes into the conversation uh, at a quite ironic point we have a bit of a technical glitch um, but again through the lessons learned um, through through this podcast we uh, we managed to, to get them fixed up so um, yeah you'll hear when that comes in fairly clearly um, yeah enjoy man peace And recording. There we go. And we're off. So uh, this week we've got another returning guest, guest number one, man. Mindas, how are you getting yes. on, bud? Doing good. All I things considered, I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, so welcome back. Uh, geez, the, the podcast has come a long way since we last spoke, man. Um, right. 
well, not since we last spoke, since we last recorded speaking, I suppose. Um, so yeah, no, I remember the first time we, we did this was purely just to test that the software that I'd got was working and ended up being released. Um, and now we're episode number 19 and, uh, doing really well, man. So happy out 19. This is episode number 19, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all good. So, um, you've been busy in between times as well, right? So I think when we spoke, Last time, an idea for a website and a platform to connect certain people was something that was in very early stages of of your mind. Where are we at now, man? So, yeah, we're we're at. Uh, I mean, the thing is built pretty much. Uh, it it is built. It works. Like you can, you know, a chef can create a listing. Uh, they can enter their bank details to get paid set up their calendar and you can go and book somebody for a virtual cooking class or a baking class. We even have a, a sommelier on it as well. Sommelier, I've heard that name and I know it's a chef in town, but what do they do? So they uh, specialize in wine and wine only. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so you could do like a wine tasting class if you wanted to. Okay. Yeah. Class, man. Mm -hmm. And I've seen, obviously, on Instagram, you've been testing this and how it works and, and doing the uh, doing the classes yourself, and, and you seem to be having a lot of fun with it. And, and it's more than just you, right? I mean, if, if I wanted to come on, if we yeah. wanted to share that chef and then sit down and have dinner after, we can do so, yeah? Yeah, 100%. We've had dinners with people from tuning in from Amsterdam at the same time. People have had uh, – one of my colleagues lives in Panama, and – she stuck there with her boyfriend and they had dinner with like their family and friends from somewhere else. So like it's, you know, time zones permitting, you can, you can get a bunch of people in and, and just cook together. Yeah, man. So it'd have to be, I suppose, lunch, I suppose would be good. Imagine getting off for your breakfast and then you're cooking some fancy evening meal. Yeah. yeah I'm sure there's plenty of options there. Um, Cool, man. And how did you go about, where did this idea come from? And, and how did you go about setting it up? What was the kind of steps? That was uh, pretty much just like in, in times of stress, my brain seems to just kick into like a different gear where I start thinking of ideas and solutions. Um, so when this whole pandemic hit, you know, I wasn't technically worried about anything like I'm fine right you know uh I'm doing okay um so I just started thinking you know I've worked in hospitality for so for for many years I was like damn that that industry is is screwed right now uh and will be screwed and potentially changed forever so I was kind of thinking all right well is there anything I can do to help and, you know, in my head, I was just imagining all the different uh, professions that work within a restaurant, let's say. And I was thinking, well, for a waiter, I can't really do much. Like, I don't, they don't, I don't know what, you know, can be done yeah, there. There's no, no saving them, like, yeah. Um, but then I was like, hmm, barman, not sure. But then chef, I'm like, these people, highly skilled individuals stars, you know, sitting at home and you know we were thinking like shit how often are gonna are we gonna be able to go to the supermarket maybe we'll have to work with some ingredients that we don't know what to do with them right so that went from me thinking this was like a thursday night i went to sleep thinking about this and i woke up on friday and i was like yeah there's something to this and i uh, messaged one of my friends in madrid who's um 
who's a foodie, and I was like, hey, you know, do you know any chefs? Uh, obviously, you know, they're going to be out of work that I could chat to. So he connected me to a chef in Madrid, and I sent her a message just saying, like, listen, this is super rough. Like, I don't really know what I'm describing here, but an online cooking session, like, would you be down? And she just got the concept immediately. She was like, yeah, totally get it. This is such a great idea. So we booked, that was Friday. I think we booked the session for Sunday, and me and Orla just tried it out, and we had so much fun. Like, it was an hour of just, you completely switch off from everything that's going on, but also learned a ton. Like, honestly, I thought I used to, I, I can cook. Until, yeah, I got, yeah, yeah. until I got on a call with an actual chef. Like, yeah, 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 you, you yeah, quickly yeah. realize the basics. You don't even know the fucking basics. <laughs> and this, Class, this, man, yeah. And you're a foodie as well, and you've worked yeah. in the industry for a while. You know, I mean, we've often laughed and, and discussed your passion for food and my lack of passion for food, right? So, yeah. <laughs> food is fuel for me, man. And, yeah. and, and it's literally what it is. And and then other people really enjoy going out and, and having a meal like me and Sarah. Um, we've been together, I'm going to say 11 years. I'd say we've probably gone, you could count on two hands the amount of times we've gone out for dinner, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we'd rather eat at home and go to the pub and go to a gig, you know? But again, it's, it's different strokes for different folks. But even this idea I really like because it's it's not just you're getting the great food at the end of it, which hopefully you do get as long as yeah. you follow these instructions as, as precisely as you can. Um, but like you say, it's a skill that you're picking up, it, it you're learning and, and pubs, even, you know, restaurants are going to struggle to, pubs are going to struggle to get back. I think fine dining in the home, um, fakeaways and stuff like that rather than takeaways are going to be the bomb, right? So, yeah, um, yeah man. And and what kind of dishes have you experimented with so far? So we've done um, – I'm actually cooking one of the recipes that we picked up from one of the chefs. I'm cooking it tonight because it's just been so good and so easy. So it's a pea, pea and mint risotto. Um, super easy to, to make. Uh, but again, I made risottos before and cooking with this chef, I learned that I was making a ton of mistakes. So now, now they're even better. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we've done uh, another one is delicious. It's this, um, cauliflower dish with like, uh, really nice mash, uh, smoked paprika mash. What else? We've done bacon. We've done. We baked some brownies. I baked some French tart the other week with a um, with a French chef. Uh, that was really hard. Pastry, okay. so hard, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah There's a, a skill to that. Yeah, we're doing a virtual bake off with one of my colleagues in in uh, Amsterdam, and she won. She won that one, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing if you can get a couple of friends on. You're all cooking together. You're yeah. all having a bit of crack, and then I assume, kind of, you know, you sit down and eat the meal together, right? Or a bit? Yeah, of yeah. We had like even with with the original chef that you know this whole thing kind of started off with. We, um, you know, we became friends over this whole thing and and one of the nights we were me and Orla were just like right we're gonna cook tonight but you're not gonna log off at the end of it we're all gonna eat together so she cooked with her wife and they had some wine we had some wine we ended up online like chatting for like three hours or something happy days man happy yeah. days that's cool and and what platform do you use to do the is it zoom or 
does it yeah, have so you built is it built in or how does that work it's not built in um that's the one thing i'm trying to figure out because i think it's a bit of a blocker um for people to to book the session because it's kind of down to the customer then to figure out the those details right okay um so i'm i'm trying to think of how to how to fix that um but yeah, I'm seeing that as a bit of a blocker. So that's something I'm, okay. I'm working on. I know a lot of people do quizzes and stuff through Zoom. Um, and we, again, kind of, we do a quiz on a, on a Saturday night um, that just turns into a session. You know, yeah. the, the, the quiz is a reason to get together and a bit of a crack and a bit of laugh. But, you know, we'll all have a sing song after and we're all fairly, fairly twisted after it. Because Zoom, and if you're on the free version of Zoom, it only it's 40 minutes, I believe, yeah. is, is the limit. So we use that house party app um which is connected to your phone in terms of i think it's it's rooted through phone number might be worth looking in if there's a way of trying to link that because it's a free app costs you nothing and there's no time limit on it and everyone's got a mobile device right so you don't even need a laptop for it or whatever so it might be something to look into i don't know um but that's what we use for the the quiz because of the 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 no no time limit on it you know um yeah but yeah yeah. yeah, it's decent enough. Um, and this is not your first kind of venture into business, right? Or, or setting things up for yourself and doing things for yourself. So, I mean, we go way back in terms of, and again, hospitality, like Lanzarote days, we worked in many places together. Um, and one of the, when when we set up the Abacus bar, the cocktail bar that you had on the terrace was was a dinger. And I saw you put an Instagram post up the other day, the Abacus cocktail. Yeah. Um, certainly brought back some memories, man. Tell us about that cocktail. Yeah, that was, I made that, made that on uh, Saturday. Yeah, got smashed on them. I was <laughs> <laughs> hanging on Sunday, really, like, bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, what were the ingredients for that again? Was it strawberry daiquiri? Yeah, so that was that was a strawberry. The red. So yeah. So let's just explain, I suppose, because so the abacus bar was a bar that that we had over in Lanzarote. Myself, me, Mrs., her brother, uh, and and Annalisa, friend of ours, were kind of all partners in it. And you came and and again, we we all knew how to make the odd cocktail here and there. It's part and parcel of the bar trade in Lanzarote, right? But we didn't have the cocktail skills that that you had. Um, so you opened up your own little business on on the bar, but it was a reggae bar. So I think that's important because we'll be talking about this kind of cocktail and people like, oh yeah, it sounds lovely, but what's the link to Abacus? Yeah. So Abacus was a reggae bar um, or a reggae themed kind of bar. So uh, yeah, what what were the um, what were the ingredients for that bad boy? Because so uh, I got smashed off in a few times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so obviously to mimic the colours, the green, red, and yellow uh, as Jamaican kind of colours. Uh, obviously, mint is the green bit. The yellow I used to make uh, like a mango puree, and then the red was a strawberry puree. So the usual ingredients for a mojito, like the rum sugar yeah. or mint lime whatever uh but i would add i would layer so obviously the green is sitting at the bottom your mint then i would layer some mango puree on top of that and then some strawberry uh puree to finish off and then you have the, yeah. the tricolor um yeah yeah that was a money maker man that was a money maker you know like I always remember that that time when you guys opened up the bar and I walked up the stairs and the first thing I thought in my head I was like there needs to be a cocktail bar on this on this terrace like this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just such yeah. a no brainer you know because making fresh cocktails in front of people there's no way they're not going to want one 
right? Even yeah, if yeah, 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 yeah. Says, I'm not really into cocktails. If you're making them fresh right in front of your face, you're going to be like, yeah. I might try one of those. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, and in fairness, the PRs downstairs because it was an upstairs bar, wasn't it? So the guys on the street that were getting people up, uh, Pete and the lads, like you just give them one of them to yeah. sit to stand downstairs with, and uh, yeah, it certainly got attention of people, man. Exactly. Yeah, the Abacus Bar were good days, good days. Um, and then you ended up back in Dublin, and you were working in recruitment, I believe. Well, you know, I know you did a couple of bits before, um, but recruitment. You ended up in recruitment, and then started doing something for yourself there, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I was working in a, for a recruitment agency uh, and then kind of got into design and recruiting designers for companies. And then um, I was trying to, I could see, so in Dublin at the time, there was a lot of tech companies like now, uh, but they were in terms of design and hiring designers into, into tech companies. They were a little bit behind the US, but I always kept an eye on what was happening, the trends, you know, and in the US, all of a sudden, everybody was hiring designers. And I, I remember saying to my boss, like, give it 12 to 18 months and Dublin is everybody's going to be looking for a designer. So I was kind of like, let me build up the network, a good desk, loads of contacts. When the boom hits, we'll be ready and you're going to be cashing in. He didn't see it. Like, he kind of was like, nah, his, his kind of bread and butter was developers, software developers. So... He wasn't really seeing it, and I ended up just kind of saying, "All right, well, if you if you don't want to do it, I'll just go do it for myself." So I kind of fucked off and and did it on my own. Um, did that for two years. Um, made a you know in one way made a lot of mistakes, um, mm. but it led to a point or a place where I am now which that would have never happened. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, all worked out nicely in in fairness. I mean, yeah, yeah. You can't complain. You're living in a love. So you're in Valencia at the moment, Mm. work from home role with a design based company. And that never would have happened with, without, uh, was it, what was the name of it? Solus? Yeah, so so Solace was the the Solace, that was seen. Memory's good for a stoner, bro. Yeah, but my my company was Sketch Labs. Sketch Labs, there we go. Yeah, yeah, man, you had a thing for labs. I remember the uh, the 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 cocktail lab as well, wasn't it? Or co- yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> and yeah, the white coats, the men in the white coats. You yeah, man. for that, um, man. Good times, um, and. If I remember rightly, back then when you were setting up your own thing, you got a bit of a nudge from the lads in the ink factory. They were the one who kind of gave you the push, no, or, or kind of you know mentioned to, you, you were talking to them about wanting to do something, and and you know, and this is what the kind of thing I want to do with this kind of podcast is is let people know that yeah, you take a jump, you might it might not work out exactly how you want it to, but it's worked out for you, lovely, right, in a different way, not not exactly how you planned it back then. Um, but yeah, they 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 seem to be quite keen on getting people to do do bits and pieces and push. Um, what what that the barber shop and and yeah. what have you in there as well, right? Barber shop and tattoo studio. Um, yeah, man, they, that was a good idea. And and again, when I opened Urban Jungle, I uh, I went along the sim- similar sort of route. We had a barber shop and a tattoo studio within the within the the venue for the daytimes, and then nighttimes is a totally different ball game. Mm. But, um, yeah, that the crossover and the push. I mean, would 
would you would you kind of if anyone's got any ideas or, or things that they want to pursue for themselves as a guy who's done it a few times what advice would you give well <laughs> the first thing is don't quit your day job before like start it on the side if you can so the the whole thing i had to when when i when i left the recruitment agency i had to quit because i was in direct competition with my own job at that time and i, I actually had a non compete for one year where i couldn't touch any of my old contacts clients all of that stuff but if you're working on some if you're planning on working on something that doesn't directly compete with what you're doing today like just take your time do it on the side as long as you can uh, until you figure out that this actually is a thing that's going to work okay that's too many people unless you know the idea is so great and you go to an investor and they give you 50 million then yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. they're going to expect you to quit your job but if you're if if that's not an option which it, isn't for most people um, yeah, yeah, yeah. just stick to what you're doing stick to your day job and and just build it slowly um but the biggest thing if, is i use kind of a framework i have a lot of ideas way too many ideas all the time but i've learned over the years to kind of trust my instincts on certain things so if i have an idea I'll always sleep on it. And then the next day, if it still makes sense, I'll do a little bit of research. Does it already exist? If it doesn't, why not? You know, is there a reason? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just a shit idea, right? That people have explored and it just, there was no market for it. Right. Um, so I kind of take usually if then a week later, it's still on my mind. I'm like, all right, there's something to it. So maybe I'll do a little bit of more research, maybe play around with some like, prototype of sorts see that's like and again this is something that i play you know i've come to you with multiple kind of ideas and and there's probably you ian aaron and nikki and me four lads that i would go to and obviously my wife as well and, and nine times out of ten i go to my wife first and she goes that is shit mate don't be wasting your fucking time right um but then, you know but then I, i've i've come to you lads there me kind of four go-to fellas that i'd speak to about certain ideas that i have do you think there's a viable business in this do you think it's worth pursuing putting a bit of time into um and and the stages that you've just mentioned there is something that I would certainly work to, but where you've just got to now is where nine times out of 10, they fall on their ass and, and come to a halt. Um, so what happens for you after that? <laughs> Cause mine just come, uh, this is probably the first thing, obviously the abacus bar and, um, obviously urban jungle was something that I put, a, you know, and, and developed to the point of it being live and, and, and a running function in business. Right. Mm. Um, this for now is the next thing that I've kind of put my time and effort into. It's certainly not a business. It's certainly not bringing any income at the moment. I wouldn't even ask anyone for a penny when we're in these uncertain times, you know, um, maybe when everyone's back to work, I can open up some sort of Patreon give, if you want to give type idea, but I wouldn't do that now. Um, but again, kind of, you know, there's, there's probably three times out of a million ideas that I've followed through. How often do these ideas come to you and how often do you chuck them away? once you're at this point that you were discussing? I think most of the time they get chucked away for one reason or another. It's just like this kind of a, if, if, if it's something that's worth 
pursuing and carrying through, like it'll become clear. So, you know, um, yeah, I've chucked away a ton of ideas. I've gotten years ago. I remember when I was, when I first moved to Dublin, I worked for the sales company and I fucking hated it. They were just awful uh, <laughs> people to work for. And I remember um, being really stressed out because I wanted to quit, but I couldn't because we, you know, just got a new apartment, didn't really have much money, like, you know, couldn't, could, just couldn't end up without a job even for a week, right? Um, and I remember just sitting at home one, one day, just fucking stressed out of my head. And I just started thinking, I don't know, I have no idea how these ideas came to my head, but I just started thinking. And then I ended up starting this thing where I was like, okay, so I'm from Lithuania, obviously. And I was like, there's a lot of talented people at home in Lithuania that probably, you know, have nowhere to put their skills or how, or don't know how to use them to make money. Somehow I arrived at an idea that there's a lot of talented uh, fashion designers sitting at home, right? Shit, man, I remember this. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know? And, and all of a sudden, I'm talking to some fucking fashion designers in Lithuania and figuring out a way that there's like, they can make these custom clothes for people and I can ship them and be the middleman, be the middleman. Right. Um, at the time I remember some online magazine picked up the idea. I can't remember how, I think it was like through my Twitter or Instagram or something. And they, they did this piece about the whole thing, but at the time, I remember I had no money. One, I, I got to a point where like the orders started increasing a little bit, but I had to pay for them, right? And um, I couldn't pay for them. I didn't know anything about like building a website at the time. Everything was done through Instagram and Twitter. Um, I didn't know how to go and raise money. So even if you know that could have been a multi-million-dollar idea, but this I, was many years ago, wasn't it? As yeah, well, this, this was, was probably. 2013 maybe yeah. with it mm -hmm. around then because yeah. i know i hadn't come back from lanzarote long and think of that now now look at the drop shipping and businesses yeah. that are just available that back then if you could have not had to carry the inventory and not have to pay for those clothes and then send them on once you know it's pretty much a case now that the customer orders from you and you tell them to make it and ship it yeah and that's a viable business now i've got a few mates that are doing really well out of that you know um yeah, man. Jeez, I forgot about that because I remember the tattoo, uh, Alberto, the tattoo artist that, yeah. that we've both used and you used to work for and uh, over in Lanzarote. And again, he's going on to huge things. Now he's out in LA every other fucking week. Yeah. Not at the moment, obviously. Um, but he's he's doing amazing things on the tattoo scene at the moment. Um, but yeah, I remember saying to you, like, remember there was that sketch pad that he had and we just used to flick through that sketch pad and look at that, look at that, look yeah. at that. And I was like, let's go and get a load of that, mate. <laughs> just stick them on T-shirts. You'd be laughing. I did. I yeah. hit him up about that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. remember you sending a, 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 a an image of one that was kind of you know that you could mock up on on screen and send it through. Um, but yeah, because he did he did all the kind of gladiator sketches and stuff, didn't he? Um, mm. Like the gladiator in the Colosseum and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the one, yeah. yeah, man, Alberto, eh? He's flying. Delighted yeah. for him. Mm. But yeah, the one thing I'll say, like actually back to your point about, you know, what what happens when you arrive at a certain point when an idea, like if you do, even if you, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of free or very cheap ways to test your ideas these days, right? We live in very good times for that, right? Um, so even if you get to a certain point and you just are testing your idea, I know that through the last few years, even just doing things, doing maybe, you know, 5% of it or getting it to a certain point, you learn a ton of shit, right? I now know about all these tools, marketing, all of this social media, all of this kind of stuff, right? That yeah, yeah. a course, for example, doing an online course is not going to teach you. It just it it doesn't teach you whether you're going to get blocked and banned on fucking Instagram, is it? If you follow too many people, yeah, ta-da, you know, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, man, yeah, that, that's a great point, man. Like yeah, one yeah. Of my, just try it, and you'll learn more for the next one, right? That's the thing, and and today you can do it very, very cheaply or free most of the time, and even with this, you know, the chef thing. Like one of my mates is a is a CEO of a product company in Dublin. And um, I was chatting to him when I was starting to, to build, when I built the, the platform. And, you know, I didn't code it, but I used something else to help me build it. That was still, I've never done it before. And the first thing he said to me, he's like, forget what this is and what it could be. He's like, what have you learned? And I was like, well, now I know what it takes to build a marketplace. So even if this thing doesn't work, if I have an idea six months down the line, that is gold, right? Yeah. I yeah. can execute it within a week rather than a month. That's taking yes. it now, right? And yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. It's cost me, it's cost me so far a couple hundred euro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th that's the investment. And an online course ain't going to teach you that. Yeah, man. You You're know? dead right. You're dead right. Even with the podcast, for example, you know, this is something of the amount of skills that I've picked up yeah. from this podcast. It's at this point, ironically, as I'm talking about the skills I've learned, that we have a technical hitch. Internet crashes, panic for about four seconds, deep breath, compose yourself, get back on the horse. Enjoy. Bang, we're back, man. I'm not even going to lie about it, Mindas. We seem to lose each other there and the internet drop. Uh, that where I lost you was when we were talking about the fact that the amount of things that you learn while you're um, you know, building these ideas and developing these these ideas. Um, and certainly I've learned a whole load through building this podcast between audio editing, um, you know, building YouTube videos, which are going to be dashed now for certain reasons that, you know, um, with the YouTube videos, the reason I'm not doing them anymore is you have to put a visual with it when people can just really come out of the podcast app while still listening to the podcast on Spotify or whatever it is you listen to. And if we're talking about certain images on someone's Instagram feed, they can just go to those. Do you know what I mean? So um, that's kind of where I'm at on that. But even the like I came to you for this Instagram band has been a bit of a a godsend in terms of it's given me time to go and build my Instagram game, you know, um, and you've helped with that with again like you mentioned the free websites that are available to build these yep. posts um yep. you know that i knew nothing about and and now come saturday when this is released i'm very confident with how my page is going to look and it's going to look slick and clean and um you know and and a lot of that is down to free stuff that and and again people that are helping me with passing on advice um how did you find out about all these apps i mean let's for example unsplash uh canva um yeah. how did like, that's what i've been using recently to to build stuff and and again it all came from 
from the guidance of you? Where did you find? Did people help you or? Now, uh, years ago, when I was when I first got into design recruitment, um, I realized that uh, designers are very visual people, and you know the traditional uh, job description just did not work for them. Right, five pages of bullshit just did not catch their attention. So I started well, for anyone really, but definitely yeah. a designer, man. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I was kind of started thinking about, okay, well, how do I grab these people's attention? Um, and there's, there's a funny story how I, I made my first visual job advert and I got ripped to shreds by this designer. Um, Go on, tell us then. On Twitter. It was basically, I was, I, when I was working for the recruitment agency still, this is before my own thing, um, there, was, there was one of my colleagues, she had the design desk, uh, at, at the at the agency and she was leaving and I was going to take it over. So she was handing over all her clients, all her contacts and all that stuff. And the day we had a meeting to kind of go over, she was going to give me a list of people like I should know in the design industry in Dublin, you know, that I should connect with, blah, blah, blah. So just before we went into that meeting, um, I posted on Twitter my first visual job advert. It was, it was shit. Uh, but anyway, tweeted out, went into the meeting with her. So we're going through the list of people. And she's like, so yeah, this guy, Owen, Owen Barra, he's, you know, super connected in, in Dublin in the design industry. You should definitely know him. Cool. Come out, check my phone, check Twitter. Owen Barra quote tweeted, the guy that she just mentioned quote tweeted my tweet saying, when will these fucking idiot recruiters ever get it? And then loads of comments underneath. Ah, I'm not shit. even My heart just dropped and I was like, that's it. Like I'm ruined, right? Before I even started this design recruitment thing. Like I'm <laughs> dead in the water. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But in my head I had I had two options. I could go in the corner and cry, or what I did was I looked up his phone number in the in our database and I called him up. And I called him up and he answers the phone and I'm like, Hey, it's Mindas from Solace, you just shared my tweet long silence and he just burst out laughing he's like dude i can't believe you picked up the phone and called me and i was like look what the fuck am i supposed to do like if i messed up right i want to do better so tell me how can i do better yeah man and from that's that, a ballsy move dude yeah, to be fair it, to you do you know we had a we had a long chat and um, we ended up becoming good friends I was hanging out in his studio um, and he had his own design studio at the time. He makes gin now, uh, but we're still friends now to this day. Um, so, so from that conversation, from that kind of incident, if you want to call it, I then started researching some tools and things like that I could use to make these more visual adverts. So from there, I discovered like Canva, uh, and like yourself, you know, I just Google, check the first page, try them all out, see what works, what doesn't. And obviously, like, Canva was one of them. Unsplash was probably another one of them. Um, 
And you just kind of go from there. You just, you know, it just leads you all these little steps you take. It just leads you down this yeah, path. Yeah, 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 yeah. The color palette one as well, man. For anyone out there that's looking for an idea of colors, there's a, and I don't know how I'm going to link it to anyone. I don't even know how you find it. You sent me a link and I've been using it since. I've saved it on a notepad and, yeah. and tip away. Like that, that color palette's great. So it gives you an option of three, four, five, however many colors you want, but the ones that tie in really well together and, and just use it as a theme, man. And, and again, between Canva, um and that color palette when when the instagram posts come out from for for the isolated ape when we're allowed back on you'll see kind of what we're talking about and how easy it is to use and let me tell you if i can do it anyone can do it you know um yeah man so where let's go back to smart chef and finish up because i think the first part of the recording was around half an hour and and we're five or six minutes into the second part so let's go back to smart chef and and how do we is it again Am I right in saying, is it called Smart Chef? Is it because I know that was a name you were toying with? Is that what it solidly is now and where can we find it? For now it is, I think. You know, that was, again, some very quick decisions were made uh, on the naming. I had a few names that I was playing around with. But again, you know, I've done it a few times before. And, like, cr creating a name for a business, whatever a project, is so hard. Like, there's... I've read some somewhere it could take from six weeks to six months. Yeah, yeah. And I've been through that process. And once you've done it a few times, you just, again, you start trusting your intuition and instincts much, much quicker. So the more you do it, the easier it gets. It's very yeah, simple. yeah, 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 yeah. Very simple. Um, I had a few names, a few other names. I can't remember what they were. So Smart Chef, um, it's smartchefapp.com. I bought a .com. Uh, it was not 80,000. It was like three euro or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I remember when you were saying the first time you sent it through or, or the first thing I had to look at was smartchef.xyz or something, wasn't it? And and, oh. uh, and you said the .com was ridiculous. So just putting the app on the back end of it has saved you a few quid. Yeah, well, that was, that was the thing. <laughs> Again, I was trying to do this as cheaply as possible uh, because I was like, I don't know what it's going to take. And at the time when I was building this, Airbnb released online experiences, which is basically the same thing. Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I will, though, say I did not copy Airbnb. I built this before they released it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, fuck. But whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm in now. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, but again, I was I didn't want to buy pay for like some domain that's going to cost me like fifty or a hundred quid. X Y Z was like ninety nine cent or something. I was like, yeah, that'll yeah. do. But yeah. then Google started flagging it as like suspicious, and I had loads of problems. So okay. I looked up, and then when you messaged me saying why is it not dot com, I was like, well, because the dot com costs eighty grand. But then I looked up at some different naming conventions, and it was Smartshop app, which is exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was five or six euro. So there's Dumb. a bit of a gap between 80K and five euro. Yeah, just a tad. Yeah, for three letters, man. Do you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. And so um, smartchefapp.com. Mm -hmm. And what kind of chefs have you got on there at the moment? Because I know, again something we discussed and an idea that you saw and thought of, and I don't want to be giving anything away because it may not be confirmed, right? How far from it, but like for someone, a stoner like me who wants to cook with cannabis, is that something, I know it's something you've thought about. Is there any kind of, um, you know, cooking with other kind of potential? I don't know. Is what, what options are there? You've got people who are wine experts. You've got pasta, I believe is something that I've seen you doing. Yeah. So there's, there's a, an Italian chef. There's uh, a couple of home cooks, 
Um, there's a couple of pastry chefs. There's a wine expert. And I'm going to add some more people over the coming months, uh, weeks, whatever. The cannabis thing, I did have a chat with a really cool cannabis chef in L.A. And she made a good point where, you know, because of the what it is and the associations with it and the different laws in different countries. She yeah. prefers to do her own thing and not put herself on somebody else's platform because that could cause them an issue. Not for, for them. Yeah. 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 No. yeah. Uh, because like, I don't, if I was, if the business say becomes registered in Spain and the laws are different here, if I have cannabis chefs on the platform, I don't really know, even though it's online, <laughs> yeah, what's the story in the UK or Ireland or anywhere like yeah. that? Then, if they're logging in and connecting with these people, and and you're yeah, yeah I, get, I get that, man, I get that. But um, she did give me yeah. an idea. There could be a platform for cannabis chefs. Yeah, no doubt, man. You know, no uh, doubt. So who knows? Yeah, well, there you go, and you could branch out into all sorts. Hopefully, man. Yeah, that's a great idea because you, it might be a case that it's easier to just do. A platform for them you've got the idea you know how to build the platform you've got the template it's just i suppose exactly. turning it green right <laughs> <laughs> exactly. cool yeah um okay um well listen i hope this really really takes off man i know that there's been a bit of work put into it i think it's a great idea for someone who's not even into food and and, and a foodie or, or someone i think it's something that I'll, I'll definitely explore um you know even getting the kids involved some very basic kind of stuff that that you could get the kids involved with might not be a bad um you know i'm sure there's some chefs that would be open to that and some chefs that'd be like piss off i don't want any children to be dealing with but um yeah, no, really, really, really good idea. I hope it takes off well for you, man. And um, let's hope that these two recordings can be pieced together, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ah, mate, we'll get it. If I can't, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll figure it out, man. I've, uh, I'm an expert editor now. Do you know? There you go. Yeah, See, don't know about that. Live and learn. Live and learn. Well, listen, thanks for your time today, bod. Uh, really enjoyed the chat. I hope Smart Chef app.com takes off for you anyone wants to go and uh have a look and book some time with a chef to uh get some cooking lessons in your home uh you know where to go now exactly cheers bro take care man bye bye